guys and welcome back to another episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your favourite girls, Jerry and Diane, back to bring you some more tea. So, Edie, how are you? I am okay. I'm alright. I'm feeling a bit hot from from tonight's news, but we'll come into that. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, where do we begin? So much has been happening well, for us nurses in the media recently. But I think there's yeah. just so much to discuss. But I think the biggest thing right now is tonight's, tonight's news about us as in nurses not getting the same pay rise as teachers, police officers, civil servants, etc., etc. Yes. How's that making you feel? Do you know what? The government, I thought they couldn't shock me anymore and then they just bring out more news and then I get more shocked. Yeah. Because, I can't lie, I didn't expect them to give us more money. Never in my wildest dreams. I think when they started clapping was when I knew the insult was starting. Yeah. But I feel like this is like a more confirmed slap in the face. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, it's like somebody taking something and smearing it. You know, it's just such a shame. Like this is what we get. I can't lie. Nurses have essentially been the skeleton carrying this country throughout the ongoing pandemic, and this is what we have to show for it. I think it's ludicrous, to be honest. It just. I think what upsets me about it is the fact that yet again you're openly shown that you don't respect this profession. Yeah. Because you're finding other ways to do it. Yeah, you're making decisions knowing that it's going to cause outrage and it's going to cause distress to people. But I feel like this is what they want. They want an uproar. They want the cry out. But, you know, nurses aren't a look like, for example, we can't strike. We're not allowed to do certain things. We just have to sit there and take it. For what reason? I think that that's the biggest problem I think is the fact that the government have have a lot of power in regards to nurses aren't gonna just walk away from the patient bedside or from the community or from or from executive positions when where they're needed and constantly needed they're going to stay there and do what they know is the best thing that they need to do for the patient for the client yeah you know um one thing I think I worry about is mm-hmm. the impact this has on nurses who are currently training, who are thinking about doing the, the job, going to the career, uh, how it makes them feel. Yeah. How does it make you feel? Like, if you think back to pre-uni, how would you feel if you were going through this? I think, I think, do you know what? If you were somebody who was like on the edge, who wasn't sure about nursing and you heard that, that could be enough for you to say, do you know what, I'm not doing it anymore. Yeah. You know, it, it could tip the scale of, I don't want to do this. It's not mm-hmm. worth it. Which is, I think, why I would always stress you need to be passionate about being a nurse. You need to love caring for people. You need to have that compassion. Because yeah. I think if you go into it trying to make a quick buck or go into it because you've been told, you know, you can earn money this way and that way, you'll be so disappointed. Well, so disappointed. Because like I think about it for myself, I don't think I would, I would have gone into it. Don't get me wrong, as much as I love what I do now, all the stuff that's happened this year, okay, I, fair enough, I understand it is just one year, it is seven months, etc., etc. Mm. I definitely see these things are going to keep coming back around. Mm. We're not going to change this. This is going to be the ongoing thing for a while, regardless of what party comes into power. But, you know, in terms of talking about politics, let's just, let's not get into that. But I don't yeah. see how this is going to change. People have been treating us like this for a long time, even down to the way that we get treated in our own department, not by our, not by our team leaders, by patients, service users. Mm. They don't care. They see the government treating us like trash. Why can't they? You know, it's their taxes that pay for our, wa- our wages. Mm. and they like to scream and shout what, what's really going to change I just like I think it's great how they're deciding that all other public service job roles 
have this increase, but us, no, you know, we do the hard work. That's not disputing anyone else saying that they don't work hard, but we do the hard work. And what do we have to show for it? Claps. Is Claps going to pay our bills? Is Claps going to put food on the fridge? We have food in the fridge? I don't think so. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is you're in a government where the majority are quite affluent, are quite, are people who have never really had to struggle, who have been privately educated, that have been presented with the best opportunity. So they've never, ever been in a situation where they have to go to the food bank or they're struggling to pay rent or they can't pay bills or they might be evicted or they're having to work, God knows, every single hour just to make ends meet. I feel like we're in a government that cannot sympathise with the working class. Oh no, far from. They don't even want to. They don't want to sympathise. They want nothing to do with the working class, in my eyes. And unfortunately, you know, you have many nurses who I think we say are being betrayed. They're being betrayed by not being given what they deserve. And you'll find that a lot of nurses are actually having to work extra just so that their money goes a long way. Yeah. You and know, it's such so a shame that we have to do that. Because why yeah. do other professions have to do that? Don't get me wrong, if you have a spending problem, that's completely different. But just to make ends meet, you're going to uni, you come out with a proper career. And your job still doesn't fulfill the basic needs of your life. Your basic needs of your life. How is yeah. that fair? Yeah, I'm breaking my back to look after others. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. Something really has to change here. Time. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Is no one can assure anything. Yeah. You know, and I think my issue is now. I'm looking at our our governing body, the nursing member for cancer, the NMC. Mm-hmm. What are they saying? What are they doing about this? Is it their job to say something? If not, then whose job is it to speak up yeah. about this? I, I, you know, I'm agreeing with you on that fact. I want to see what the NMC have to say about this because I don't think it's fair. A little old me can't just change it on her own. That's we really great effect. And, you know, and I just kind of feel like it kills me that, for example, I have to pay, is it £120? £120 every year year to a governing body so that my name can be on a register, right? Fine. Mm -hmm. That's what you have to do as a nurse. What does that £120, what does it give me? You tell me. What, What are you giving me back as a governing body? Do you email me every week to to give me some kind of encouragement? Do you send me on free seminars? Do you give me some kind of insurance? Do you speak up for me publicly when I can't speak? What do you do? Because if that's the case, you're I'm you're you are I'm giving you money for free. For no reason, just so that my name can be on a register. I'm giving you money so that my name could be in a register and you can have a nice shiny office in the middle of central London and say you work for the Nursing and Free Council. To me, if you're a governing body, you should work for the people that you govern, which, are, which, are, which is us. Yeah. You know? I don't How understand. Yeah. How are we going to benefit from this? Because I, I don't see a way that we can. Because yes, you know, you have articles and articles about NHS staff, will be, their, their stuff will be backdated. But really, you basically said you're not giving it to us. We're not part of the selected few. And the selected few that have been selected are teachers, doctors, yeah. and dentists, the army, civil servants. Hold on, let me get my list up. There's quite a few. Not nurses. Where is my list one? So Dentists and doctors will receive a 3.1 increase. Teachers will also receive a 3.1% increase. Police officers, the armed forces, prison officers, judges and senior civil servants. But nurses, where are we? We're not even yeah. there. 
we're not a thought to them. Just see us as people that have to be there to look after these people. There's nothing more or less that we're going to get from them. Which is shocking. Uh, it's just, I think it's just the fact that these are conversations that we seem to keep having. Yeah. And when will they change? Who's going to be big enough to speak up about them and say, this is wrong? Um, you know, there was an article last year, not last year, even two years ago, talking mm-hmm. about the betrayal of nurses and the fact that nurses were going to the food bank to get food because they could not afford to go and do like a daily shop in the normal supermarket. They didn't have enough money. And, um, you know, the article was talking about the fact that out of a survey of a thousand nurses, 9% admitted that they collected free food in the past year and 38% said they struggled to buy food. It's so bad, I'm sorry. Yeah, and the key word is admitted because somebody's pride may not allow them to admit that. Yeah. But there could be more people who we know will not openly say, I didn't eat last, I didn't eat yesterday, or mm-hmm. I had to go to a food bank to go and get food. But yet they're, they're over here at, at this hospital and that hospital slaving their back. Yeah. For what? These people don't care about us. And I think you need to, you need to nurture your workforce for them to give back and be at their best. Yeah. You know, if somebody comes in and they haven't eaten, let's say for two days properly, a good meal for two days, you know, they're tired, they're worrying about their finances and they have to come in and work a 12-hour shift. So the impact that's going to have on their patients. Yeah, and at the end, of the, the end of the day, excuse me, it's the patients that suffer. Yeah. You know, the patient suffers. It's not the nurse's fault, that's all she's made. She's, what, breaking her back to make her bank shift money. For those who don't understand, bank shifts is basically like agency nurses shifts, just working extra. Yeah, normal allocated hours. Mm. What time does this nurse have to rest? See, see family, enjoy life a little bit. It can't be cut. It can't be paycheck to paycheck. But for a lot of us, that's exactly what it is. You know, we don't deserve like with all the work we've done this year. We don't deserve a rise like the rest. Mm. And it's okay to say that because you know people don't care about nurses. They don't see us as, you know, just as use, useful and valuable as the other professions that they've clearly named. Yeah. And I think we're in the wrong profession. It's just, it's just, it's just like I think we've said, it's unfortunate and it's quite sad that it's an ongoing conversation that just goes around in circles yeah. and there doesn't seem to be any kind of changes. Mm-hmm. And it also pits, I think, public workers against each other because then it, the issue becomes are they more deserving than this one yeah or we're really happy we got a pay rise and those people do deserve a pay rise but then they feel bad that they have a pay rise because we haven't got a pay rise yeah. so they can't enjoy their pay rise because there's a feeling of oh you know anything yeah i haven't done anything and i've now suddenly got all this money but the the, the workforce that has been saving us it's not being saved As you can tell, this is really this particular subject has really triggered me. I think we deserve more, and I'm like you said earlier. I'm willing to see, not willing. I want to see what the NMC are going to do in terms of this because they're supposed to have our back alongside your union. But you know, NMC is to have our back. What are they going yeah. to do to help us now? I, I also think they have a duty. Yeah. They have a duty to speak up and 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 be outraged openly, but I feel like the NMP are too scared to do it. I feel like there's a fear. There's a fear that that well we can't really say much or we're not going to do much kind of thing. And I, I can't say that maybe 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 we don't understand what they do. Mm-hmm. Maybe we need to go ourselves and read about what their job is, you know? Well, yeah. I'm all, honestly, I'm all for enlightening myself, reading and finding out true facts, etc., etc. but this is beyond me. However, I think with this, because this has literally come out earlier on today, 
all of our emotions are quite heightened. Mm. Maybe if we were to come back and talk about this again in a week's time, we might have other things to say on it. But right now, I know I just feel like I've been stabbed in the back by my, by my country. No, but I kind of feel like, no, I feel like we'd still feel the same way, whether we are finding out now or this is now next month. I think we would still feel the same way because when I think about it, as a nurse, mm. personally, I believe I should have more perks as a nurse. Yeah. You know, I think I should have free parking. I think I should have free childcare. Yeah. You know, I think I should think that I should have subsidised or support, be supported to buy my own house. Yes. If I'm yeah. given a public service, I think I should be given some kind of token. And that's me. And somebody might listen and think, cheeky girl, like, she wants to be given this stuff. But to be honest with you, I think I've earned it. Oh, big time. And I think I earn it every day. If you speak to a lot of the, the nurses who are mothers, who are fathers, a lot of them will tell you this. And a lot of their time at work, more than with their own children, some of them. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to be that parent that doesn't know their child because you spent forever at work trying to provide. Right. What sort of life is that, that child going to have? What sort of life are you going to have as family? And yeah, and I think for me, it's one of those things where you need to give people what, what they deserve. If someone does well in a law firm, in, yeah. a, in an investment bank, they're given a bonus. Mm-hmm. Are they not? They're rewarded. Yeah. That's what should happen. So if someone has shown that they've worked hard, you know, they've worked as a team, They've done all the things that are required of them and more. Mm-hmm. That should be reflected in how much you give them. Yeah. So, for example, you know, you spent all of March to May telling this, telling everybody how amazing nurses are and they're doing this. You've basically painted us into this hero complex. We don't but know. now, you don't want to award the hero. Ready to take it away. You need to make it make sense because that doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't. It doesn't at all. Boy. So, going on from that, from that topic, I think that's a topic that if we won't ever finish that topic. No. We can go round and round and you can hear the pain in our voices. Yeah. But going on from that is this new, new, new finding that the coronavirus vaccine is has worked, is working, and the nurses should be the first in line to get the vaccine. I can tell you now, I will not be taking that vaccine, sorry, no. So, let's talk about it. <laughs> let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now, the vaccine is being made, being, yeah, being made by Oxford, in Oxford University. So their mm-hmm. scientists there are in charge of the formulation of this vaccine, of the clinical trials, of, you know, picking, what do they call those people, the findings, the variables, all that stuff. That's their job, all the research and that. Yeah. And they, and they claim and they say, you know, there's been a breakthrough and it's looking really good and people have shown immunity. And we're on call by the end of the year, we could have this vaccine. And how long? Well, we're coming to that. And from what they've said, England, I think, have already put in an order anyway. I think they're like first in line mm-hmm. to get the vaccine when it's ready. And yes. again, it's all qu- query, query that you know, we'll be first in line to get this vaccine and it'll be compulsory and all this stuff. And again, I'm saying query, query, just because a lot of the things you hear about, you can't, I don't know if you can believe what you read anymore. No. I, I don't know who is, who, is, who is fake news and who is real news. So mm-hmm. anything I'm quoting and saying, I'm saying it with query. So the vaccine developed by the University of Oxford has been, has, they've told us that it's safe and it triggers an immune response. And they've used 1,077 people in this trial, and it showed that the ejection has led to them making antibodies and T-cells that can fight coronavirus. Mm-hmm. And um, the government has ordered 100 million doses of this vaccine. It's all lows. Right? It's all lows. So, again, you know, 
a lot of people are saying, I would take it. I wouldn't take it. This is great news. This is not good news. This is a conspiracy. So what do you think, Gigi? Like, when you hear about it, what do you think? First, first, My first, first like, I will, like I said, I will not be taking that, that vaccine. I'm sorry, I'm not putting coronavirus directly into me. I'm someone that gets sick very quickly from stuff like that. It's just the same reason why I won't take the flu jab. No, I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm not putting myself at even bigger risk. And you're only giving it to me also because what were people of colour? Were black and ethnic minority? Minority ethnic? I don't think so, like, no. I feel like this this test requires a lot more testing than what they've shown. Like, I've I understand they're trying to get it out as soon as possible, but some things are just not worth it. So, at all. yeah, I agree in the sense that, as far as I know, it takes a while for a vaccine, you know, to go through, like being tested, your clinical trials, mm. you know, watching the people that you selected, like the side effects. I feel like this is a rush job. Yeah. And is something to pacify the public and make them feel like there is a solution. Yeah, when there isn't. And me personally, I believe, and I think I've said it again in other episodes, that this is going to become a virus like the norovirus, like the flu virus, like swine flu. It will be there, but it will not be fatal. Yeah. I I feel like... I feel like the sooner normality resumes the better for everybody because i think the more people live in fear their immunity is being compromised because if they're being sheltered at home your immunity when they is out, anything. you know let alone corona anything anything that you come into contact to yeah is I going to, to see what they've got to say like i want to see what they've got to say properly so to me, it's something that it's it's still it's still too early days. I think to be excited about it. Mm-hmm. And Would you take it though? The va- the the vaccine. Yeah. No. Okay. And again, I wouldn't take the vaccine because a. I don't want anything I don't need in my body. Number yeah. one. Number two, I've never had coronavirus. Yeah. I've never had. It. So I don't see why I should put it something like that in my system yeah you know i haven't had children yet i haven't done certain things in my life yet Mm -hmm. i don't know the side effects they say the side effects that they've seen from the target market from the clients they've had is like headache and fever i don't want that that's also horrible they can treat with paracetamol fine but we all know that people react differently yeah so that a thousand some may have had fever and headaches, some may have had nothing, some may be fine, some could have been hospitalised again. You don't know. Mm-hmm. And it's the same as like with any vaccine. You give a disclaimer, like, okay, this A, B, C, D, E can happen, then somebody gets none. Yeah. You know, you just can't, you can't be so sure. No, not at all. And I think because of the mass fear that people have, mm-hmm. and because of the, the, the hurry to get this vaccine out mistakes can be made yeah. things can be overlooked you know they can say oh we're, we're gonna leave that we'll ignore that bit because it does this and it does that yeah you know so to me mm-hmm. personally mm-hmm. i wouldn't want to take the vaccine i think it's too soon for it to even be out yeah who has it been tested on like 50 people or something? No, let me not lie. What I read said it had been tested on a few thousand people. Just a thousand people are not me. <laughs> Without sounding silly, they're not. Why would I put myself through that? I don't know. It's just, I just feel like people, and I, and I, and I think the issue at hand is a lot of people who are speaking out and saying they don't want a vaccine are being ridiculed or being made to feel bad about it. Yeah, and I think it's important for people to understand that everybody has a choice. Mm-hmm. You don't have to have a vaccine if you don't want it. It's mm-hmm. your human right to decline. Yeah, and 
if you're not sure about something, it's your job to be well informed. Which is yeah. why for me, I'm for me personally, I'm like, I need to read about it. I need to understand what's in the vaccine, how the trial worked, who, how people responded. You know, how many people were part of the trial? What kind of trial was it? Was it a blind? Was it a double blind? Yeah. You know, there's so much more that people need to read up on before you can then make an informed decision. And I, and I think anything be, with this virus, every advice, every everything put out there needs to be well researched. Yeah. I don't think you can take anything at face value anymore. Mm-hmm. Sure. So, I mean, what do you think, people that are listening, in the sense that, is that something, are you, do you want to get a vaccine? Do you feel you'll be more secure with the vaccine? Because I think some people think if they have it, I'm good to go. You know what? Don't be the people who don't also immunise. Yeah. That's true. All the ones that were saying that they want the coronavirus vaccine, like all the vaccine, that's the one they want. And well, we'd love honestly, to hear from you. We'd love to hear from you, our listeners. Mm-hmm. Feel free to hit us up. Honestly, these topics right now, today, are big topics that are going to be influencing us and influencing such big change for us in the way we work and the way we we do things. Yeah, and I think it's definitely why it's such an interesting topic is, for example, if you're in public health, part of your your message is talking about vaccination and the importance importance of your child being vaccinated against certain diseases and things like yeah. that gaining immunity now if you as a professional would not take this vaccine can you promote it how can we you know you can't i think that then you know professionally you're then compromised because if you wouldn't take it can you then tell someone else to take it yeah, and what, are you going to hold them accountable because they don't take it? Whereas, you know, you as a healthcare professional haven't done it, haven't done the same. Yeah. Exactly. Boy. I'm really sorry. I think all these things have really just grinded my gears and it's made me think and I'm just not happy. Not at all. It just, it's, it just it just it just all seems honestly dodgy yeah you know nothing's very clear cut nothing's very clear it's all just a bit you know like you say like chinese whispers mm. like these things are coming out but we don't know how true they are or you know tomorrow they can say now they're going to redact it yeah it's just very difficult and i think that's also the problem is the uncertainty. If, not, if you're not sure about something and the sources that you would normally rely on yeah. are also not sure, who do you turn to? Well, you know, who, who do you go to and say, oh, do you know what? This is like this. Or, I, or I'm unsure about what's going on here. What can I do? It's difficult. It's very, very difficult. It puts you in a very difficult position. How do you feel? About it, generally? Yeah. I just think it's quite frustrating because I understand the urgency, but I feel like giving people hope with a vaccine, I think, is wrong. I think it's dangerous. Because people then are going to hold on to that. and And if it disappoints, if there's side effects, if things go wrong, it turns into a blame game. Pardon? I was saying that in terms of the vaccine, yeah. if you're, that's what the government, I feel like that's their main like tagline. It says that we're going to get a vaccine to rescue everybody and, and make everything better. And with this vaccine, you know, we, life can be normal again. And in my head, and in my head, it's like that's the wrong message because if it doesn't work, if, People refuse to take it. Then what? And they probably will, because even like listen to us, we're not taking it. Yeah. And I think to me as a healthcare professional, it would be very hard 
to tell someone else, like to tell a mother, oh yeah, your baby should definitely have it. They now come and ask you, and you're saying, oh, you're not going higgy hagga, higgy hagga, running around from the question because you can't answer it. You don't and I think it. that's where the conflict of interest professionally is going to come in. For me personally, I think it would because how do I tell her, how can I tell someone else to take something that I wouldn't take? Yeah. You know, that to me would. But yeah, one of those things where. It's a, it's a day by day thing. It's one of those pieces of news we're going to have to all keep an eye on mm. and keep ourselves well informed and make sure that we're happy. Yeah. Before we ever we go into anything, potentially. No, big time. Big time, big time, big time. Boy, oh boy. But even this, this even leads into our third, our third topic. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. I am so triggered this episode. I'm so sorry, guys. I am so triggered, so angry about all that's going on. Yeah, there's a lot happening. A lot, a lot, a lot. Like, I'm so angry that I can't speak. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm livid. Do you know what? It's just, it all just comes at once, doesn't it? One of those things. It all comes in threes. Things happen, you're just like, the what? It's like, yeah. Mm-mm. The what we did. These people are not going to come and kill me. I can play that for free. Not at all. So, moving on to our third topic. Mask protests. Yeah. And how are you feeling about them? Or feeling about masks becoming an everyday thing? Now, 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 I'm conflicted. I'm conflicted in many ways, many, many ways, because, again, the news came out and Boris said that from the 24th of July, masks are going to be mandatory in shop. Yeah. You must wear a mask. If you do not wear a mask, you'll be fined, I think, £100 by the police. Now, many, many, many questions can come out of this. First of all, why until the 24th of why start this from 24th of july where was this when corona was for here was rife that's that's the first thing where has it been all this time right mm-hmm. that's my problem that i've got with it number one number two if this is in a government initiative this is if this is something as a government you are saying is mandatory then they should be free yeah yeah, I've been to Boots. I've seen them charging for a box of 50 face masks, £30. Yeah. They what? should be free. They should, they should be offered everywhere. Yeah. They should be outside the shop. They should be, they, should, they, should be, they should be outside the shop where you walk in, you put your mask on, you do your shopping, and when you leave, you dispose of that mask. That's what should happen. Yeah. If it's, manda- if it's mandatory. But clearly, it's not mandatory because it can start on the 24th of July. Now, how are the public going to have any faith in the government if you're only issuing this now? It hasn't even started yet. It's the 24th. It's on Friday, but, you know, Corona time, where, where was everyone's masks? Where was making it mandatory? Now that I think you're, you're reducing lockdown and life is going back to somewhat normal, this is the time you want to not implement masks. I swear, this man just loves to do things backwards. So, the faith in him, well, in the government, to me, is gone because if you're only if you're only implementing that now, only now do you think it's important? Mm-hmm. Then how important is it really? Um, also, my other thing is, as healthcare professionals, we have to wear masks all the time at work. Now I have to wear it all the time in my private life. Yes. Also as well, like, again, I think I said this in episode one or episode two. People don't even know how to wear these masks. No. This goes back to the picture that I posted. Oh, no, it's not on the... It's not on it our, was on your story. Yeah, and it's on, my, it's on my personal Instagram page about how to wear a mask. I am tired of seeing people wear it with their noses out. 
that defeats the whole purpose. Just like forget Corona. If you're going to wear a mask, wear it properly. Honestly, like the slogans of people, the slogans people have been also chanting. Treat your mask like your underwear. You won't, you won't be touching it all the time. You won't be removing it. Keep it on and wear it properly. No bits hanging out. Wear it properly and you'll see. The changes it makes, don't get me wrong. I don't like wearing face masks and I'll be the first person to put my hand up and say it. However, in terms of protecting myself and others, I have to do it. I don't like wearing them out in public because, you know, I feel like I can't breathe. At work, I don't know why I can make it happen. But in public, I feel like I can't breathe. You know, if it means I have to wear it, wear it properly. I just don't understand why people think it's okay to wear it incorrectly. What's the point? You're wearing people are out here buying FFP3 slash the N95 masks, but yet you're not wearing it correctly. What's the point? You might as well literally make your homemade face mask with no filter. Wear that like that then. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. I think for me, the worst, the worst part is when I see people wearing the surgical masks and they've got the blue side to their face oh. and the white side out. And I've seen this three times now. People, anytime I correct people, they say, no, you can wear it the other way. And I was like, well, as a nurse, in training, we always get told the blue side goes outside. And then that's when they all want to be like, oh, okay, cool. You've spoken. So, t- and to me, that's a problem though, is people don't know what they're doing. No, but they want to come to you. Why? So you've made it mandatory, but people don't know how to use them. So then what? If, if it was so important, why, is, why aren't there adverts on TV from Public Health England of how to wear a mask? How to it dispose of how to wash your hands. So I'm hoping from Friday 24th. Why isn't there one about, um, my issue is why isn't there one about how to wear a mask? How, how to dispose of it they, that should be on they should be adverts on TV for that they should because if it's that important if it's, if it's that important then yeah they should be 100% mm-hmm. not going for all of this showing it here then everywhere I'm sorry these mask protests that I've been seeing people don't want to wear them completely don't get me wrong like, I understand the reasons why but I think they're going a bit way too far-fetched do you think you have to protest it? Just do what you have to, wear it where you need to, and keep it moving. It's difficult because like, I'm conflicted. Because I feel like as a nurse, there's certain things you can and can't say. Yeah. I feel like we have to not support the government, but you have to, I guess, support the public message, and you need to make sure that you're doing your bit. So yeah. I think that we have to be really careful. Yeah. What we what we say about certain things. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I also feel like there's certain stuff I don't agree with, like the whole mask thing. I don't know how true it is that they are really beneficial. Yeah. You know, I don't know how true it is that, yes, um, if you wear them, you're going to be protected. I'm or, sorry, some of the material ones not protecting you from anything right so if i'm correct when this all kicked off boris said you can wear face coverings which could even be your scarf covering your face yeah the particles will literally just go through the, go through the fabric There's no filter There's no nothing so really true you're not really protecting yourself you're just looking like you're protecting yourself yeah and I, and I just kind of feel like, I don't know, I just kind of feel like because you're wearing a mask, people instantly think, okay, I'm fine. You know, Not like, I'm protected, I'm okay, it's fine. Yeah. But I also feel like that's not enough. You know, that's, that's not going to protect you like that. Yeah. But I feel like people feel like it is. You know, oh, I have a mask on, so therefore I'm fine. Yeah. And I think people need to realise that, no, that doesn't, you don't have immunity because you're wearing a mask. But I feel like they've been made to believe that they, that they are, that if they've got a mask on, they're good. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I'm I'm very conflicted with the mask. I think I always have been. Yeah. And you know, I I am not one like just like you. I'm very conflicted, and I know how it makes me feel when I'm wearing them out in public. So in fact, I now have to wear it. Go and do other things. I'm yeah. Not, I have to be careful what I say, but like I wouldn't say I'm happy. But I have to protect myself, my family, and everyone else I come into contact with. I think mm. the roles that we play—we're not just thinking about ourselves and our families. You just think about like our patient. Who are we going back to? Yeah. And as we know, just because you don't show symptoms doesn't mean you may not be carrying the virus. Mm. I'm not. I'm not wishing that on us at all. God forbid. But you get my drift. Like we don't. It's just like a common cold. You won't know you have a common cold until you start showing your symptoms or a common cold, and by that time, the infectious stage is over. Yeah. But in terms of we're going to be able to attempt any way to eradicate this, we're all going to have to make the joint effort. And wear them, and wear them properly. Utilizing all the other things like using hand gels and hand watching, mm. and just being aware of things that you do, touch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. What do you so think? It comes down to what we've always been saying from day one on on this podcast is about practicing good hand hygiene, knowing how to dispose of your mask, knowing how long a mask lasts for mm-hmm. you know knowing that if you're not feeling well stay in your house yeah basics but people don't know these no not at all you know i've i have heard people say well i wasn't feeling well but i just kept going in because if i don't go in i'm not going to get paid i've heard people saying that you know Mm-mm. So I think it's about people making conscious, safe decisions. Yeah. And knowing that when you're making a decision, you're making it, it affects everybody. Yeah. How you make that decision. hmm And if you don't want to wear a mask, I, I feel like people should be made, shouldn't be made to feel bad if they don't want to wear one. No. But I think but that is the agenda at the moment. The agenda definitely is if you're not wearing one, you're a bad person, you're selfish. Then we also have to look at the other people in our communities, like deaf people who lip read. Not even just deaf people, people who lip read in general. We're now cutting them out. Why? Because we have to wear face masks. I know there have been talks about wearing see-through masks. How, is, how, how likely is that to work, if I'm honest? It's not going to do much at all. It's going to be like, you know, like condensation on a plastic shield. You won't be able to read lips. No. And then, you're, and then that way you're blocking someone's line of communication. And they won't be able to communicate. Like, we're not thinking... I don't, I don't know if we're thinking about the bigger picture. No. It it's, it's, the same, it's the same thing as, like, I've been seeing people putting masks on their children, on babies. How's the baby supposed to keep it on? And... Forget about that. How safe is that for a child? They can suffocate. Yeah. No, that around their neck. Really? If the child's the child breathes through their mouth and their nose, and then you've got a mask over it, if it, you know that's inappropriate. They don't need that. Yeah, they don't. But again, there's so much stuff out there. But are people listening to it? We don't know. No. And uh, me and you can preach it. A lot of other healthcare professionals can preach it, but we don't know what's to come. We don't know if people will listen to us. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's 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 the scary part is you just don't know. No. Like we can educate, educate and educate. We can still choose to not listen to us. What can we say then? Nothing. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, so my take on the whole mask thing. If you feel it's going to keep you safe and you feel that it's what is best for you and your health, I think you should wear one. Yeah. If people don't want to wear one, they shouldn't be ridiculous. They shouldn't be made to feel bad to wear one. because no. people don't know their reasons. It should be a choice and people should be respected for their choice. Yeah. Now, we're very lucky that we live in a society where there is 
an element of free will. Mm-hmm. You know, not many people have that luxury. Not at all. We do. So I kind of feel like no one should be made to feel that, oh, no. Oh, you, you're doing this and this is wrong or whatever. No, it should be accepted. It should. And accepted and respected. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Well, I think that's pretty much all the topics we had discussing today. Yeah. I, I'm really sorry. I sound like such a party pooper. I'm just so internally angry. It's just sad to see your profession constantly being dragged, basically. Yeah. I think that's what it is. It's the, it's the constant. I'm being we made to prove ourselves for what? Yeah. That's just what it is. Boy, but we'll see. Frustrating. Big time. Big time, big time, big time. Guys, we won't let this end on a on a downer. No, I think it's just gonna be an ongoing discussion. I don't think, you know, just by today's episode find truly how we feel about these things so i think they're quite fresh and quite sore mm. like like we've said all episodes most of this news has literally dropped today and as relevant as we're trying to stay some things really do hurt you sometimes you need to take that moment to essentially take it in breathe your own research and find yeah. the best avenues around it most definitely. And I kind of feel like that's, I think, why this this podcast and Brit releasing episodes is so, it kind of, it's, so, it's in such real time yeah. because you have to go with what's going. And like we said in the beginning, the, the news and the current climate of what's happening in the world and in our current society here in the UK has given us so much to talk about. Yeah, it's like it's like the elephant in the room. You can't ignore it. You can't not no. address it. You know, you have to, I guess, sit there and like discuss it because if you don't, it will come at you from this angle, from that angle. Yeah. You know. But like Gigi said, it's all about discussion. It's all about our views and people being able to feel free to say how they feel and feel that they can say it with confidence and safely and not feel like they're offending anyone. Yeah. Um. And it's difficult. It is so hard to hear your profession constantly being tread on. But it's us that are passionate and love what we do that have to keep on delivering the message mm-hmm. and keep on creating platforms for people to openly discuss what they're going through. So I think if you look at Nurse Chat, um, they've talked about it today. Ask Nurse, um, Yvette talks about it today. So definitely other platforms to look at who are also hot, 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 hot on the topic as they land, literally. Yeah. They're unpacking them. So, yeah. So, guys, like, please cross a line. Let us know how you're feeling about all of this. Like, we're here for you, as we always say. Both healthcare-related and non-healthcare. Mm-hmm. Share your views about it. And let's get the conversation talking. Definitely. And... Like I said in the last episode, I have finally, finally made the Facebook page. So all you have to do is find us at The Nursing Handover. If you go onto your Facebook, go to the search bar and type in The Nursing Handover, it comes up. Mm -hmm. Give us a like, give us a follow. Um, The plan is everything that's on our Instagram is now going to be synced to the Facebook. So you can see what you see on Instagram, on Facebook. And I think as um, me and Gigi have said, our plan is to do more, be more interactive, just get more stuff out there, more engagement. And yeah. as the month, well, yeah, we'll be doing yeah. Life has really taken its toll. And I think now that things are beginning to get back to normal, we need to get back to normal. Yeah. And I'm thankful that we were able to start this during the most heightened part of the pandemic. But mm. You know, we've got to sway from it and think about nursing as a whole and how it's going to benefit us. Well, not just me and Diane, but us as together 
the nurses. So honestly, guys, feel free to hit us up at our email address, which is the nursing handover podcast at gmail.com. Actually, I don't think that is why do I always get this wrong? Well, the nursing handover at gmail.com. That's it. I don't know why I always add that way. I answered it, the nursing handover at gmail.com. Hit us up on Instagram at the nursing handover podcast. And now hit us up on Facebook too. If you want to hit us up personally, you can get me, Gigi, at it's at Jenny Bean. Two A's and two L's. Oh, I don't know. You'll find me. And Diane at DD. Um, why are all my words messed up? I'm so sorry. You can also contact Diane personally at looks on Instagram all the time. But yeah, guys, feel free to hear us up at any time. And we'll be back again next week with another episode for you. So I hope you enjoyed this. And please share, like, subscribe, follow. Share to your neighbour, your teacher, your friend, your brother, your mother, everyone. And give us a thumbs up. Yes, yes, yes. So on that note, we'll say goodbye. Bye, guys. Alright guys, thank you for listening. Until next time.